Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We move a little bit further down the turnpike and uh, off to the Washington Commanders. Uh, new name, last couple of seasons, the Washington football team. Uh, Ron Rivera is still the head coach, but uh, Wiz, for the sixth straight season, the Washington Commanders have a different starting quarterback. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, difficult to analyze Carson Wentz and think there's going to be progression when he goes from that elite offensive line of the Colts to Washington. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just have nothing really to recommend about him this year. Uh, certainly not a quarterback that I would start in any league. In a super flex league, I would probably not feel comfortable if he was my second quarterback. I think there are other players, some of the second-year quarterbacks, that I think are more interesting to draft as my um, second quarterback. I may even prefer Daniel Jones to Carson Wentz this year in a super flex league, but I, I just have no interest in him. He's not even a player that I would want as a spot starter um, or a bi-week player just because you just can't trust what's going to happen. So I'm a complete pass on Carson Wentz this year. So it's it's funny, Wiz. Uh, the only two quarterbacks in the NFL with a worse accuracy uh, percentage, completion percentage, than Carson Wentz at the starting position was last year was Sam Darnold and, and Baker Mayfield. That's it. Um, and... I think a lot of fantasy owners have that picture painted in their head uh, about what happened at the end of the season with the Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz being blamed for a lot of those failures uh, of the Colts. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a real fall from grace for a guy who was kind of, you know, helped take uh, the Eagles to the Super Bowl a few years ago, uh, you know, before he had gotten hurt and, and definitely made an impact on the football field, but, uh, you know, definitely as regressed as a football player. And whether he can kind of regain some of that early career magic that he had remains to be seen. I think one of the things that does hold him back here is, like you said, going from an elite offensive line to one with some gaping goals, especially losing a, a guy like Brandon Scherf on this line. Yeah, I think if someone said to me, which of these two outcomes is more likely, Carson Wentz returns to elite form or Sam Howell is quarterbacking the second half of the season, it would be the latter. Um, I just don't trust the player in the situation. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but... He won't be on any of my uh, teams this upcoming uh, is, is Heineke even on? Is he on this roster still or not? That's, yeah, he is. He on is. The, okay. he is. I just, I just he want, is on I, the roster, but yeah. Yeah, I just wanted. I, that's what I thought that was the case. But you think Howell would actually get some starts in the event that went? I think if it got down to that point where Washington was going in a different direction, they would want to see what they have at Sam Howell. It's kind of the. the they know what they have with Taylor Heineke, so I think they'd want to see some stuff out of Sam Howell if, if it got to that point. But uh, there's nobody on that depth chart that I want in terms of fantasy football this year. In terms of running backs, the, the, the Washington Commanders have a good running back room. From a fantasy perspective, it's an issue because all three players have a different skill set. Antonio Gibson is a, is a terrific player who I just feel – been kind of overlooked and, and, and hasn't been able to do the things he's capable of because he's been struggling and, and playing through injuries. But he's a good player. He, he's a good all-around player that could do everything. Brian Robinson is, is the type of guy that could vulture touchdowns if they feel like they're struggling inside the five-yard line. So 
you have that, and then you have the third down specialist who has standalone value in PPR leagues and J.D. McKissick, who was apparently so close to signing with the Bills but ended up uh, re-signing with the Washington Commanders. So I have Gibson as a running back to somewhere close to 20 at the position, and it's not based on ability. It's the potential for Robinson to vulture touchdowns and J.D. McKissick to be on the field in games where they're trailing two minutes and third down. So for all of those reasons, it kind of lessens the value of Gibson, but Gibson is a running back two for me. McKissick has standalone value only if you're playing in PPR leagues, and you have to kind of wait and see what kind of way they use Brian Robinson, but that's how I see it. How do you view the running back room for the Washington Commanders? Yeah, I think I think you made a great summary. I think there are some games where J.D. McKissick will, will actually make a significant, for a fantasy owner, he, he can win a fantasy owner like two or three games because of those kind of crazy PPR games that he's uh, able to have. Uh, your assessment on, 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 on Gibson is bang on. Uh, 11 touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, you know, remember this is a guy who didn't play co- uh, running back full time in college. He was basically a wide receiver. They converted him. Uh, seven touchdowns last year. He did have his first thousand yard season last year. Uh, you mentioned the injuries. They definitely stayed with him all year. He was able to gut it out overall. And, and despite the fact that you know inconsistent quarterback play and lousy offensive line, he's a talented player. But I think you have him ranked correctly. Uh, and the fact that Robinson has been drafted here. They also have Jared Patterson, who they drafted last year out of Buffalo. Uh, so he's also still in the running back room. So, yeah, I, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that he's playing hurt a lot. That's one thing. So I I think he's a talented player, uh, and I think he's super athletic and can make and can make a difference. You remember that uh, game against the Cowboys in Thanksgiving a couple of seasons ago where, you know, he just lit the Cowboys up with four touchdowns, a monster performance. But... You know, the injuries have held him back, uh, certainly the case last year. So uh, I, I do worry uh, from that perspective. And, and for that, those reasons, I, I have a lot of question marks around the value of Antonio Gibson coming into this season. And I think scary Terry McLaurin kind of like falls into that group with Gibson, right? Where, boy, you would just envision him with an elite quarterback, what that could be looking like. But he has just played with one subpar quarterback after the next in his short career, and due to that fact, I'm not sure I have this player ranked inside the top 20 at the position. He's a wide receiver, too, for me, and I have to say he's on the bottom half of the wide receiver, too, as far as uh, I'm concerned, kind of closer to 20 than he is 12. So um, he's the only wide receiver. Dotson is going to be a good player, but in this system with this quarterback and a rookie wide receiver, I find it a tough situation for him to become a fantasy football starter this year. Curtis Samuel will have some good games if he could stay on the field. It'll just be too difficult to predict when those good games will be. So McLaurin's the only wide receiver that I'll be drafting with any confidence, but due to the quarterback, there'll still be a little bit of trepidation, and I think the right value for him is kind of like around wide receiver 20. Am I wrong? Do you love the players so much? Or do you think, uh, considering all the factors around McLaurin, that that's about right? Look, Terry McLaurin, you know, he's re-signed here, right? But he had he had an opportunity to pot- potentially play elsewhere, right, after this contract, uh, his rookie contract was up. Uh, I think if we put Terry, Clark, Terry McLaurin on any one of another 20 
football teams in the NFL, we're having a completely different conversation around this player. He, unfortunately, his set of circumstances, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, six different starting quarterbacks have certainly, and and despite that, he has had thousand yard seasons the, the last two years and in his rookie rookie season. So it's not about the player; it's just about the the environment and. Hopefully he can overcome that. He may be able to surprise people, but I think he's ranked properly coming into the season. You mentioned Samuel, who I was excited about when this team... Remember the season that Samuel had in 2020? He was the most consistent wide receiver for Carolina in the back half of 2020. He couldn't get on the field with a groin injury last year. Uh, De'Ami Brown is still here. Jahan Dotson is a player they drafted uh, as, as well. Um, but yeah, I think the only guy that's going to get recognized from a fantasy perspective this year is McCorrin. Uh, but I do think he's, he's, he's ranked properly despite the player being more talented than his fantasy situation was. Yeah. And Logan Thomas is a player that I like, and I'm going to keep an eye on him and see if he's recovered from that injury. Um, in leagues where you, you know, you're drafting deep leagues and you could draft two tight ends, he's a player that I'd be interested in drafting as my second tight end and really see the usage and the way they um, are, going to, are going to use him, especially in the red zone. He's a big, big target. So I like Logan Thomas as my second tight end because I feel he does have top 12 upside. So while I'm a little concerned about coming off that injury, I'm going to keep my eyes open and see how he looks, what the usage is, what the snap count is. And uh, I feel he's a receiver, uh, a tight end that's going to be completely overlooked that does have top 12 upside. So how are you viewing Logan Thomas? Yeah, he's got to make it back from the injury, right? Uh, I think uh, I think this, because of the pass catchers here, I think this is an offense that will utilize the tight end. And Logan Thomas was quite effective uh, a couple of seasons ago, but last year with the injury, John Bates here, Antonio Golden, Gandy Golden, who was a receiver uh, previously, has converted to the tight end position. So that rounds up the room. But I think there's a potential for the tight end for the Washington, Washington Commanders to be a, a viable part of fantasy, but it really will depend for Thomas if he can bounce back from that injury. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about right. There was so much hope and potential for that Washington defense a few years ago, but I'm not optimistic. Uh, you know, already Chase Young, you're not quite sure about what his status is. Now you have a quarterback that may put the opposing offense in in easy scoring situations, short fields, mistakes. For all of those reasons, I'm not going to be drafting Washington. They could be a spot start. You know, they could be a team that you could uh, want to stream their defense. But, but in terms of drafting them and you, you're confidently starting them week in, week out, I'm going to take a pass on them as well as Joey Sly. How do you see it for the special teams with the Washington Commanders? Yeah, year? and no disagreement with that. Obviously, Young was unbelievable a few seasons ago. Uh, Montez Sweat also here. Uh, this is not a good secondary whiz. That's the, that's the big reason that I'm shying away from this, this defense. The secondary is just not good. Um, and, uh, yeah, for those reasons, maybe a spot start, but aside from that, no. Joey Sly seems to have more success from kicking from over 40 yards than he does from making extra points because he is uh, extremely inconsistent from that perspective, uh, but a player that I will be staying away from as well, Wiz. Yeah, and I think when we tackle the NFC North, which will be up next, I think this is a division that has some interesting fantasy players where people are having a very difficult time 
where to rank them, how to view them, and uh, I think this is going to you know, create some real opportunity. So looking forward when we have our NFC North discussion. All right. That's uh, well put. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, and we are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that wraps it up for the uh, NFC East, uh, as Wiz said, and uh, NFC North will be next. But, you know, we're going through each and every – uh, podca- uh, each and every team doing a podcast individually. So they are all out there already. The AFC has been completed, and now the NFC East is done. Uh, on to the North, Wiz. So well done, and uh, look forward to catching up on your Vikings division. You got it.